was that guy? Okay. Hey, uh, good morning, everybody. My name's Clayton, like the video just said. Uh, I'm the pastor here at Central, and I'm so glad that you guys are with us today. Uh, we're going to jump in uh, to the sermon today, and you guys got to see all the things that we, we did um, in Mexico. It was a great time, but man, I am... I'm tired, okay? I am just worn out. Uh, the drive back was a really long one, but we're glad that we're here uh, together, and we made it safely, and God took care of us, and so thank you for your prayers um, this past week. It's been, it's been a great week. If you'd like to follow along with the message, then just take out your phone right now. It'd be like you're taking a picture of me. I know you're not taking a picture of me, but, but you can scan the QR code on the screen, and you can follow along um, with the message and have those notes um, for you, but uh, we are going to begin a new series uh, called Stretched Thin. And, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but, but I am often stretched thin. And I think this picture is a great representation of, of just how some of us are, that you would say there are so many things going on right now in my life. I look at the economy. I look at what's going on around the world. I filled up my car with gas, right? And you're just thinking, man, I'm just kind of stretched thin right now. And some of us we're good at showing it, and some of us are good at hiding it. And so um, I want to just illustrate a little bit right here. I, I, I've, I've got one of these. Anybody know what this is? This is stretched, stretched Armstrong. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if you were, when you were little you had one of these, but these are awesome. Okay, so you can, you can stretch this thing out, and it just comes right back together, and you can just have, have a good old time. I ordered this off of Amazon. I don't want to brag, but I am an Amazon Prime member. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, I got this, and it's just, um, it's pretty cool. But some of us, we show that uh, our, our stress levels, um, we show what's going on in, in our lives uh, on the outside. We're, we're like this, and so people can see it. They can see, oh, that was weird. Um, people can see just how stressed out and stretched we are. But some of us, we hide it. We're like, like a duck on the water, and you look at that duck on the pond, it looks just so beautiful. It's just kind of slowly gliding along the, the, the calm water. But underneath, what's going on? I mean, just paddling like crazy, you know? And so some of us, we, we're really good at, at hiding what's going on in our lives. How many of you guys would say that right now, you're stretched thin? Raise your hand. Anybody? Man, I'm that way sometimes. Here's what I want to do before we get started. I just want to pray for you real quick. Let's do that real quick. God, for those who just raised their hands and probably for most of us that didn't, I pray just a simple prayer today, God, that you would speak to us. I don't know what's going on in people's lives, but you do. And you know that some of us are burning way too many candles in our lives. That we are at the end of our rope. Some of us, we hide it like a duck and no one knows what's going on. Some of us, we wear our emotions on our sleeves and we're like that stretched Armstrong and, and people can see just how stress, stressed we are. And so I pray, God, that today you would speak to us, that your Holy Spirit would just be a breath of fresh air um, in our lives as we, as we talk about this, about your word and what it has to say about being stretched thin. So just be with us today, God, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, here's the deal. We all have it. And we're all stressed out, aren't we? Sometimes uh, we, we are more stressed out than others, but we are all dealing with that. What is stress? Well, stress is a, a physical, mental, or emotional strain or tension. And if we're not careful, it can, it can break and get to the point where we just have had enough. 
I remember several years ago, I was a college student, and I probably told this story before, but, but uh, I was working at a, at a youth camp and worked all summer, and so a bunch of us college students, we worked, at, worked there, and we stayed in these little dorms, kind of like a hotel room, and had a little private bathroom, and there was, there was uh, four of us guys in, in two bunk beds, and we built these bunk beds all by ourselves. We were really proud, beginning of summer, we built these bunk beds, and I had the bottom bunk. And the guy above me was pushing 400 pounds. He was a big dude, okay? And I don't know, we weren't thinking, but I was like, hey, you, you got the top. You know, he's like, all right. You know, he climbs up there, and he's on the top of his bunk bed all summer. And one day, I got up early, earlier than I normally get up for some reason, and I um, went to take a shower. And so I walked around, it got out, walked around, and was getting ready to take a shower. And all of a sudden, I hear this huge crash, and I run out, and my, my buddy, he is in the middle of the room, just laying out, laid out laughing. Um, and what had happened is we forgot to put, we didn't put the right screws in the, in the bunk bed, okay? And over time, that stress, that, that actual weight was, was too much for it to bear. And I don't know if God was saving me, okay, guys? Because like, can you imagine um, all of that just falling right on top of me? Uh, the, the, the wood and the mattress and my buddy and we, Matthew, his name is Matthew. And we, we just all of it falling on, on top of me. But God saved me from that situation. It was really funny. We laugh at it now. But... We're like that sometimes, right? Where the weight of what's going on in our lives, we got family issues, we have job issues, we have relationship issues, we have financial issues, we're worried about the future, and sometimes it can be too much. And sometimes stress is like that. Sometimes stress is a good thing, like when you're working out, Lifting weights is you're stressing your, your body, and it actually can be become a good thing. But I'm not talking about that kind of stress. I'm talking about the stress that just messes you up, and you become that crazy person. You know what I'm talking about? You become the person that people don't want to hang out with anymore because your, your stress level is always just so high. And you say, God, why am I like that? Why am I that way? Because honestly, I hate it. And for those of you who raised your hand this morning, probably for all of us, we need to ask this question. It's gonna be on the screen. Why am I so stressed out? Why am I so stressed out? And I think there are some different ways or reasons or causes for us to be stressed out. And I'll talk about them real quickly. First is, I think sometimes we're just overwhelmed by responsibilities. We have too many things on our plate, too many things that we've said yes to, maybe even some good things, but we've said yes to too many of those things and there's just so much going on um, in our lives and we are, stressed because of the responsibilities we have. We're also overwhelmed by the daily grind, just the, the daily stuff, you know, taking your kids to school, um, working, uh, all the things you have going on in the weekend and sports and, and just all, all the normal things in life. You would say, man, it just, it just stresses me out. And I don't know why it is, but that's the way it is. Some of us, we are overwhelmed by the uncontrollable. And this is a, this is a tough one. Some of us have gone through some emotional trauma. Some of us, we come down with an illness or a disability, and it's not our fault. I mean, it's nothing that we did to create um, that, that overwhelmed feeling, to create that stress. It's not our fault, but yet we're still living in it, and it creates stress and tension in our lives. We're also sometimes overwhelmed by nothing at all. You might know anybody like that, or maybe you're like that, where you've had a great day, and yet you're still stressed out, and you don't know why you're stressed out, and then you're stressed out about being stressed out, and you just can't figure out what's going on. Sometimes we're just like that, that we're just, we're just stressed out for no reason. But I think for most of us, we are stressed out because of this, that we are overwhelmed by a false target. 
We have these false targets in our lives. Some of us are stuff collectors. Maybe you know somebody. Maybe you are a stuff collector where you spend your time and you spend your energy managing all the things you have. And you collect and collect and collect. And you fail to realize that in about five years, a lot of that stuff's going to be in the landfill and be forgotten. And yet we spend so much of our time trying to collect things, trying to make ourselves feel better about our lives. Some of us are, are stuff collectors. Some of us are money grabbers. I'm not saying that we, we're mean about that, but we, we are, we're focused on our finances. And we think that if, if we can just get our finances in order, if we can just have more, then we will be less stressed. But the reality is those things are not going to fix what's really broken in our lives. I think the big one is this, that a lot of us are people pleasers. I heard this saying once that God has a special plan for your life, and so does everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants you to do these certain things, and you to have this on your plate, and you take care of this, and, and sometimes we're people pleasers. I don't know about you, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me. I think a lot of us want to do that, and so we spend all of our energy and we are overwhelmed sometimes by trying to please other people. I mean, stress is just a common thing. It's a common thing that all of us have. And it affects us differently. Some of us, we actually become like hyperproductive when we're under stress. Anybody know anybody that, like in college, they just procrastinate to the last minute and they write a paper or go and study for five minutes and they would ace, ace the test and you just hate those people, right? I hate the, the ones that stress just makes you like hyperproductive. But for most of us, it, it messes up our relationships Sometimes we become physically ill, we shut down mentally and emotionally, and we try to cope with it in different ways. We try to drown it out through, um, through alcohol. We try to drown it out through prescription drugs. We try to drown it out through sex. We try to, um, maybe probably for most of us, we drown it out through just sheer entertainment. You know, when you have a, a tough day, what do you want to do? I just want to go home and sit down, relax, and turn on Hulu, right? And turn them on Netflix and watch my show or whatever. And so we spend so much of our time looking at this screen in hopes that it will relieve stress. And when we finish watching that, we're no better off, are we? There's all these different ways that we try to manage stress. And those things in the end aren't going to really help us, but the Bible can. While stress is, it's not really specifically mentioned in the Bible, there are some things in the Bible that gives us some clear answers on how to manage and deal with stress. And so we're going to be in James chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, you can, you can turn there, James chapter 2. I love the book of James. James, the half-brother of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, he helps us to know how to really live the Christian life well. And so James chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 2. Here's what it says. It says, dear brothers and sisters, so talking to us, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Super confusing. We'll talk about that in a second, okay? For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Here's what this is talking about. In life, there are some triggers that we have. Triggers that create stress in our lives. And you can either give in to those triggers or you can use them as an opportunity for God to work in your life. And so if you're gonna write anything down today, you could write this. Your outlook determines 
your outcome. This is what this passage is really talking about. Your outlook determines your outcome. So let's, let's break this down, and it'll make sense, okay? So let's go back to James chapter 1, verse 2, just this first verse. It says, when troubles of any kind come your way. Now, I put some other versions down there to maybe see this underlined portion that maybe means something different. In the ESV, it says, when you, when you meet or whenever you experience or when you face, when you face these troubles and these, these things um, in your life, when you go through those stressful situations. Here's what it's saying. He's saying those things are not like just accidents, okay? They're not, not, not dumb things that just happen to your life. There are things that are going to happen. You're going to have things happen in your life that are so stressful that you don't know how to deal with. It's just a fact of reality. That's what it's saying here. It's saying when troubles come your way, you're going to face them. You can't ignore or get around those things, saying those things are going to happen. I think it's important for us just to realize you can't hide from things that are stressful. So how do you deal with them? goes on in verse 2 and says this, consider it an opportunity for great joy. This word consider is a, it's a financial term, meaning to evaluate. In fact, that's what Paul did in Philippians chapter 3. If, if you have read that passage, Paul is, he's comparing his old life to his new life. He's, he's um, evaluating the two, the two things of his, his old way of doing things and his new life in Christ, and so now he has these new new priorities. He has these new goals, and he's considered those things. And he's considered them to the point where he says, "You probably remember this." He says that I count everything else as garbage, right, compared to knowing Christ. We got to do that when we're dealing with stress. We have these stress triggers in our lives, whether it's relationships or or our finances, or we're we're just overwhelmed with too much stuff. We got to take a, an evaluating moment. And pause a little bit. And it goes on in verse, verses 3 and 4 and says this. For you know that when your faith is tested, like when you go through those difficult times, your endurance has a chance to grow. I love it. it says this. So let it grow. Don't fight it. Let it grow. Let's look back at our little saying here. Your outlook determines your outcome. That's what this passage is, is talking about. It's saying that, hey, when you deal with those stressful situations, how you, um, how you approach those things, how you recognize those triggers in your life, it gives you an opportunity to maybe not do the things that you would normally do, the, the normal ways of being stressed out. You can instead use those as an opportunity to grow. Your, your outlook determines your outcome. You can do this. You'll be like, man, Clayton, I just, I'm just so easily stressed out, and I wear it on my sleeves, and I don't know how to, to handle that, and you don't know what's going on in my life, and it's just too much to handle, and no one else has experienced the things that I've experienced. But you can do this. God gives us the ability to handle stress and being stretched thin. He gives us some practical ways to manage stress. And so I wanted to help you and walk you through those things um, real briefly um, this morning. So I've, I got these on the screen. We're going to go through these. They all rhyme because as a pastor, we got to do that so it makes sense, right? And so, um, so here's number one. Here's how you can, some practical ways that you can manage stress. Number one is you can resolve what's most important in your life. Another way to say this is to ask a question. Are you chasing after things 
that will never relieve your stress. You got to resolve what's most important in your life. A great story about that is in in the Bible in Luke where Martha and, and Mary are with Jesus. And so Jesus is invited to your house. I would just imagine if Jesus would invite your house, what would you do? Man, it'd be all hands on deck. You know what I'm saying? Like we would be cleaning. That place would be spotless. Don't look in the closets, Jesus, okay? But it's going to be amazing. So I want you to come to to my house. It's going to be great. And so Mary and Martha are there. And Jesus is sitting down with his disciples, and they are they're eating a meal or getting prepared for a meal. And Mary, if you remember the story, Mary is worshiping Jesus. He, she is sitting at his feet and spending time with Jesus. And Martha was not happy about it. Here's what happens in Luke chapter 10. But Martha, man, she was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. Makes sense. I mean, wouldn't you? You'd want to have a nice meal. She came to Jesus and said, Jesus, this is not right. Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? I mean, come on, tell her to come and help me. And here's what happens. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. There are billions of people on this planet who are chasing after stuff that will never satisfy them. We got to do that. We got we to stop doing that. We got to stop chasing after things and people that we try to find our value in. We have to resolve what's most important, Okay? We gotta determine in our lives, is Jesus most important or is it that financial gain? Is it that promotion? Is it that success in sports and academics for my kid? Are those the things that are most important that I give all my time and energy and my hopes in or is it in God? Ecclesiastes says this, enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless like Chasing the wind. <laughs> you ever heard the story about the dog who chased after the train and he finally caught it and didn't know what to do with it, you know? Like he spent all of his time and energy chasing after this train every day and he finally caught up to the train and didn't know what to do with it. He could have chased after so many other things that have been more satisfying, like a squirrel or a cat. Those are good meals, okay? I mean, he could have had those, okay? He could have gone and chased after those things, but instead he chased after a train because he thought he was going to find fulfillment in that. And once he, once he got to that train and the train stopped and he had chased it down, he didn't know what to do with that thing. It's like chasing after the wind. And in our lives, we chase after so much stuff we think is going to relieve the stress in our lives, and it just stresses us out even more. Let me be real sober with you real quick and get your attention. There will be a day. There will be a day when your money, your car,